Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Source Radio. The following show is scheduled for one fall with a one-hour time limit. Introducing your host from parts unknown. He's the best radio announcer there is, the best radio announcer there was, and the best radio announcer there ever will be, Rodney Dion. Yes, hello and welcome, Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963, Rodney Dion here and <laughs> wowee, what a week in wrestling, what a time to be alive, what a time to be a wrestling fan, I mean we had AEW, Dynamite, All Elite Wrestling debut on the TNT network going head to head with WWE's NXT dubbed the Wednesday Night War and I guess if ratings are anything to go off in the early stages I guess it's a tick for AEW as they beat NXT in the ratings but as uh, all wrestling fans would know there's uh, definitely a long way to go I mean let's just go back in history and look at WCW and what about Smackdown debuting on Fox a lot of people are upset about Kofi Kingston losing the WWE title to one Brock Lesnar but uh, this happened Cain Velasquez debuting on SmackDown there. Rumours still circulating whether or not he has actually put pen to paper with WWE, but you'd have to be pretty confident if they're going to throw him on TV. Something maybe might eventuate, so watch this space, and let's all just enjoy the wrestling buffet. And something I want you to enjoy as well is this show, because it is absolutely jam-packed friend of the show, Adam Masters, he actually caught up with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, as part of his massive press tour for WWE Australia. Uh, that was all happening last week because WWE, they're going to be in the country come later this month, so we'll be playing that interview in full a little bit later on in the program. And as it is hell in a cell for WWE tomorrow, um, I decided to revisit a classic from 1998, King of the Ring, Undertaker and Mankind's classic Hell in a Cell match. Uh, didn't just watch it by myself, I actually watched it with my wife, who is the opposite of me in being a passionate wrestling fan. And uh, some interesting uh, results of uh, me sitting down with the wife and uh, recording uh, how she how she saw the match Seeing it through the eyes of a non-wrestling person. Rather interesting, and that will be uh, happening a little bit later on in the program as well. But coming up next, Concrete Davidson is going to be dropping by to break down PWA's Coliseum, which is happening October 18 and 19. And I thought, in the spirit of SmackDown on Fox, they actually use ACDC's Are You Ready as their uh, new intro. So I thought, why the hell not? Let's play it right now. You're on Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963. Wrestling 
Source Radio. With so much uh, great wrestling happening uh, internationally, it could be easy to kind of forget what's happening in our own backyard, but best you don't, because come October 18th and 19th, it is PWA's Coliseum at Max Watt Sydney. Now, this is the equivalent of a WrestleMania for the local guys. And uh, joining me right now, of course, I always like to uh, put him on a spot and say, the best Central Coast wrestler... Of all time. <laughs> it is Concrete Davidson. Hello and welcome. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, uh, let's talk... Uh, Coliseum. Uh, am I, I'm yeah. correct in saying that uh, it is a uh, WrestleMania S uh, for PWA, right? Pretty. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the fact that like WrestleMania, I think, has become quite a weekend for wrestling fans, or a week long now. Mm. Uh, you know, when I... Uh, I've been to a couple of Manias now, and it um, sort of stretched, you know, you had, you know, the Hall of Fame the night before, and now that you've got like NXT as well uh, now like we're um, we're kind of going to that next uh, stage in, in, in doing a two night tournament uh, in the in the heart of the city so it should be great in the entertainment quarter now we've touched on it uh, in uh, previous episodes with uh, Wrestling Source Radio um, it's a tournament basically night one and night two and uh, yep. it's not for a number one contendership or anything like that but it's for a sword I think the accolade of winning Coliseum is is its own, is its own yeah, yeah thing because it only comes around once a year. Uh, you know, you only get invited, you know, based on the merit of your work in the last sort of uh, you know twelve months. Um, there's only been one before it, and it, it sort of stretched over. I think three shows, the uh, the whole tournament this year. We're trying to just do it all in one weekend. Last year, the uh, the man, the grapplers. Uh, you know, there was a representative from just about every state, mm. and um, uh, but like all. I think actually last year and this year, I think they're doing a bit sort of half the representatives are going to be PWA based and the, the other half are going to be from sort of all around the country. So this time we got a few, uh, you know, actually we have an international flavour as well this year. So We do. Now yeah. let's look at the bracket. Let's uh, have a look. Yeah, kick it off at uh, hard and fast. Orange Cassidy and mm. Jessica Troy. Now when I saw this announcement, <laughs> I thought this is going to be absolutely amazing. Now yeah. uh, Orange Cassidy... Yes, somewhat a comedy wrestler, but is a great technician and uh, is currently an AEW superstar and taking on the, uh, is she calling herself the arm collector at the moment? The or? arm collector, or the yeah. arms collector, yeah. Yeah, so. Jessica Troy. Yeah. So uh, that's that's appears on this bracket to be the first match. Uh, mm. What a way to start the uh, Coliseum tournament. Yeah, so uh, well, I'm not sure if that'll kick off the show, but that's certainly the, in the first in the opening round, yeah, right. uh, Jessica and, uh, and Orange. Jessica is... Um, I know a lot more about her than I do Orange, to be honest with you. <laughs> she's, um, yeah, she's she's worked really hard. She's been, uh, you know, one of the not not even I, I I would have said a while back that she was sort of a dark horse, but now like she's really I think people are starting to really notice her. Um, I don't like to use the word notice that much now because it's sort of been a You'll bit. You'll notice us, yeah. yeah. The, the hashtag, <laughs> no, nothing against Moretti and the efforts that he did with that hashtag, but uh, it was amazing. It was, it was, but um, I think now it's. Um, yeah, I think she's done a great job of uh, making, you know, getting people's attention and, uh, yeah, just being herself and, and just putting on great matches and, yeah, just being an excellent talent. So, um, obviously, the the question on everyone everyone's lips is how's she going to, you know, go grab, go, how's yeah. she going to grab his arm if he's going to have his hands in his pockets <laughs> the whole match? So, that's... Uh, what everyone seems to bring up. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now let's go through the rest of the bracket in no particular mm. order. Matty Wahlberg taking on Chris Basso. Oh, I'm interested in that yeah. one. I love me some Chris Basso. He's a guy who I first saw in about 2011. 
when he was um, yeah over here. He had, back at the time, he had like these huge long dreads, and his name was Mimic. And uh, yeah, he he's been, he was great back then. Um, still great now, but uh, yeah, he just sort of. Uh, for for whatever reason, he's just not always on the radar, and then like he's he's a bit actually he's probably the better you know he he's today's dark horse. He's the most dark horse wrestler in the country, so I'm glad he's getting this stage to to show what he's got. And obviously, Matty Wahlberg has no problem getting people's attention these days. So yeah, and be able to it's, use all those survivor skills. Um, yeah, recently uh, learnt if that's yeah. a word. Yeah, but uh, no, Basso Basso is um a sensational talent. I'm really glad that he's part of this tournament this time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, your mate also part of the Blackshirt Cool group, Ricky South taking on Davis Storm. Yeah, that one should be an interesting matchup. Davis Storm uh, is one of the sort of more tenured. Um, you know, guys in just Australian wrestling as a whole. So he, uh, you know, I think, earned this spot sort of mostly on the, uh, the the efforts of his PWA championship match. I think he had against Caveman Ugg a few months ago. Great showing, great match, obviously. So he's, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely not lost a step over the years. So interested to see how he does against Ricky. I personally think Ricky South is going to be, without a doubt, the most well-prepared wrestler for this entire tournament. Mm -hmm. And I say that as a guy who, uh, well, Ricky got thrown into last year's tournament um, basically because someone couldn't make it out of their travel arrangements. So he got thrown in and uh, got knocked out by Paris de Silva first round. But that being said, he realizes that you don't only have to study up on your opponents, you've got to study up on every single person that might get thrown in should another situation like that come mm-hmm. up. And I don't doubt that he would do that. He's um, he, he's absolutely got the... He's he's the most student of the game kind of guy that they uh, they have at, at PWA at the moment and probably in, the, in even in the country. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes the entire... I, I think he's got all the tools to go the whole way and take the sword. So are you saying that he's your uh, hot pick uh, for the tournament 100%. So far? 100%. Yeah. I just... Um, yeah. I, but then again, like anything can happen. You can be super prepared and just catch a, you know, a, a kick to the jaw and just be out cold. You never know. So it can just turn around that quickly. You never know. And wrapping up the brackets, it's Sam Osborne and Travis Banks. Interesting matchup, mm. that one. So, yeah, Sam Osborne, uh, I, I, he's been really impressing people in a short span of time in PWA. He's, um, yeah, he's was a, actually a student at the Australian Pro Wrestling Gym with, uh, with Jay Law, who's one of the very, you know, probably one of the best teachers in the country. Then uh, went over and uh, trained at Santino Morella's Battle Arts Academy in Canada. Mm. He was a tag team champion there with them. And Travis Banks, I mean, you talk Travis Banks, you're talking United Kingdom, WWE, NXT UK. Uh, he's he's done a great job. He's had the endorsement of guys like Shawn Michaels. Like Travis, he's, he's a PWA OG as well. He used yeah. to wrestle with us back when we were doing shows out of Casula Powerhouse yeah. before PWA, you know, started running in, you know, better venues. So, yeah. So that's the uh, bracket there, but let's let's mm. throw that out the window. What about let's talk without about, the window? Without the window, let's talk about uh, Concrete Davidson here. Now we, <laughs> we um, you know the Black Shirt Cool Group that was you know a, a, a somewhat of an evolution. Obviously, yeah. new gear with the tights, sort of getting rid of the old strongman gimmick there. Obviously, that was that that was a move, and I don't, I'm not and I'm not trying trying to say this to belittle, but was that not at all? Was that a move like to sort of be taken more seriously within PWA and sort of the Newcastle Pro? Because I mean, um, these are these are sort of organisations that you have helped build, you know, over the past ten years. Is is the goal for Concrete Davidson say like to be in the Coliseum next year, to be the like the one of the first announcements, to be that guy? 
you'd be like, oh, you know, we need to watch what Conco's doing. I think that it wasn't even so much uh, to be a taken seriously thing. It was, um, it, it was just a time for something different. And I think that even just a facelift or a complete makeover can sometimes make people feel like, oh, I'm watching something fresh here. Mm. Uh, and all you're really doing is just reminding people that you know what you're doing. Yeah. And I've I've been around. I've done some stuff. Uh, so the Black Show Cool Group kind of came about because I wasn't even on the card of last year's Coliseum show, mm. let alone in the tournament. Um, this year uh, didn't quite make the tournament, but um, yeah, there's there's definitely aspirations for to you know to to make it into to the bracket you know in a future year. Yeah, I think the the change of look I, th- I think was more just uh, just to separate it because one day I'm not promising anything, but if I ever did want to you know bring back old Conco with the curly moustache and the uh, Carnival Strongman thing, there's always the option to you to, know, do that, to, yeah. to do that. And then, but if I was doing the one shoulder the whole time, you know, it's not that bigger differentiation, I suppose. There's still uh, matches and uh, events uh, that are still being announced for Coliseum over the two days. Uh, I mean, can you allude to anything? Are you going to be in the rafters, uh, in the wings, so to speak, uh, <laughs> on Saturday, um, Friday and Saturday? Uh, of course, there's the Fan Fest on day two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Fudge and I are going to be doing a live podcast on the Saturday morning, I think about midday or one o'clock. But yeah, when it comes to a match, I'm definitely going to be in competition this year. I'm at least on the card. I guess the only way to really uh, find out and uh, know what Conco's up to is either getting your bum on a seat at Max Watts, either on the mm. 18th or the 19th, or there's also this little streaming service called Ovo. Um, and I know that there's been heaps of deals, you know, uh, sign up now and get the next five, uh, I guess, we get the, these are pay-per-views. We can call these iPay-per-views, essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So Ovo has been a real... Um, you know, game changer for us in that uh, there's there's obviously a lot of other sport on Ovo. I'm just going to open up the Ovo app right now. Yeah, let's yeah, see what let's there go is. Through it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. So Ovo, I mean, it's not just and uh, you know, there's obviously PWA, Newey Pro, the House of Free Fighting, you know, all the all those uh, all the know, good great stuff. great shows that yeah. are under that umbrella. But Ovo's obviously got other stuff like uh, you know, athletics. Uh, Badminton, badminton ran long one to, one show, so uh, that we had to come in halfway through a match at the PWA Academy, and uh, after the badminton was done, uh, Formula Drift, uh, gymnastics Queensland. I'm just going through it. Oh, even like Triple M and Hit FM, like so they like they'll broadcast their podcasts. Yeah, I believe uh, well. the, the top rope with uh, Rosie yeah. and Chris Gale. That's on that. Yep. Yeah, Water Polo Australia. It's uh, Workshop Wars. It's, yeah, so they got um, yeah they got plenty of other sports as well. Uh, but you know, so hopefully you know we got the our platform. You know, us to be on that platform is 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 a huge thing for us. Absolutely. So if you can't get your bum on a seat on either one of those nights, and both nights are going to be absolutely huge and sensational with great uh, matches, and uh, I mean, like I said, this is the WrestleMania. For you guys, well, that's what I'm calling it anyway. So uh, hashtag. Look, that's a, that's that's the thing that you know wrestling fans can relate to. Like they know that that's the biggest weekend in wrestling yep. in the whole year. Yep. For us, that's what that is. Obviously, there's not going to be you know sixty, seventy thousand people that we but... know of. That we know of. I mean, still early, still early. <laughs> Max Watts can only hold so many people. 
But that being said, uh, you know, we'd we'd be stoked if there was that many people watching around the world. So. Absolutely, and there is obviously the potential for that to happen. <laughs> now, one third of the team is not here because he's over uh, in the United States of America wrestling in Shakara as we speak. Um, but he's going to be uh, one of the headline matches as well, uh, taking on Caveman Ugg for the PWA title because he won the Royal Rumble a few months back, which gave him that number one contendership there. Yeah. How do you see that playing out for Bonza? Because we do need to say, Caveman Ugg, fresh off uh, a great uh, showing at uh, the Battle of Los Angeles, I do believe, yeah. with uh, Mick Moretti also. Yes. And also, there was a third. Uh, was it Paris de Silva? Paris de Silva wasn't in the battle, but he was, uh, yeah, he was in a, he was thrown into a tag match, I think, because of injury on the second night. Someone else uh, couldn't wrestle. But yeah, but so great he's. To, great to get the Aussie talent. Oh, there. for sure. But yeah, yeah, I mean, not to wish injury on more people, but had there been more guys that couldn't have made it they would have had their pick of Jude London Matt Diamond were also in the building so uh, you know it would wow. have, but it was great just obviously to, for Paris to get this opportunity to take any, anything you can get and uh, I think Paris did an excellent job out there I'm looking forward to actually seeing footage of it I was, I was flicking through my Twitter feed and even Ryan Satin was uh, he was uh, oh, who's this guy and uh, again as Bonzer and yourself always always said yeah. they, they point back at Nui Pro PWA and yeah. all that stuff so um, it's frustrating sometimes because it's like a lot of those guys that are following like the US Indies and stuff it's just like you're following guys that aren't anywhere near as good as our mid-range guys yeah. like that's the thing it's like if you just just pay a little bit more attention to what's happening <laughs> Down here, no, absolutely, you'd be blown away. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because I'm like, I'm like, oh, he doesn't know how good these guys are. No. Oh, yeah, in your eyes, right, right. but yeah. no, caveman Arg Bonza. I mean, that's Arg and be, Bonza. Yeah, it's going to be amazing, right? Yeah. So Arg's, um, yeah, he's, he's not only that. Arg's been over in uh, at Farley Dojo uh, in New Zealand for a while. He could be a bit rusty. He might be that much better. I got no idea. But I think that Bonza is, uh, you know, like much like I was saying about Ricky earlier, he's going to be absolutely uh, prepared for it. He's um, he's the smartest wrestler I know, by none. Yeah. And uh, if Bonza does take out the uh, PWA title, can he uh, bring next time we're all together? Can he bring the title in uh, to the studios? Sure, sure. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, we'll ask him. No restrictions. No restrictions. <laughs> he can bring that. I'll bring my uh, my my old new middleweight belt that I've got somewhere up in the uh, downstairs. No, where is it? My spare room. There it is. <laughs> oh, don't, don't want like a Jericho. Uh, what? Well, not, not a Waffle House. What was it? At a steakhouse. Steakhouse or something. Yeah. Lost his AW, a, a Maybe I'll title. leave it. Maybe I'll leave it at home. <laughs> Just in, case. <laughs> just in case someone yeah. here at the radio station takes it. Yeah. Uh, but just quickly, Nui Pro as well on the... Uh, it's the 8th anniversary, 26th of October at Charlestown RSL. Eight years of Newcastle Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's just called Char- Club Charlestown now. So, uh, yeah, but uh, Nui Pro started it ourselves out in 2011 in New Lambton Community Centre. Drew about 80 people, which is still pretty good, uh, you know, at the time. And now, uh, you know, crowds of you know, upwards of 400, you know, every single show. Uh, obviously got the Newey on the OVO as well, if you want to check that out. But um, the Halloversary, as it's being called these days. Halloversary. Halloween, Halloween an- anniversary. Yeah, yeah, right. so, of course, yes. Yeah, so uh, it's always a lot of fun in that, um, you know, we celebrate the anniversary along with Halloween. And, any uh, inside scoops on any dress ups, perhaps? Or? I know what I'm doing, but I uh, look. I've <laughs> I've delivered. I feel like I've delivered pretty good in previous years. Yeah. So okay. One year I was uh, Super Mario. It was another year I was uh, Russell Coit. Another yeah. year I was Ron Burgundy <laughs> in the uh, pool pool party. Ron Burgundy yeah. with uh, with the, with the glass of scotch. So um, people know me. Exactly. Kind of a big deal. Exactly yeah. that exact costume. Yeah. 
so yeah, I yeah, my match will. I'm not sure when it'll be announced, but that um, we got something in the works. Keep for your that. eyes peeled. For Should this. be good. Yeah, watch yeah. this space. Um, yeah, that's going to be great. So again, obviously, all the tickets for Newcastle Pro, the uh, eighth uh, anniversary on NewcastlePro.com.au, I believe. Uh, NewcastleProWrestling.com.au. That's the one. And of course, we've been uh, spruiking at this whole conversation. The 18th, the 19th. Of October this month, yeah, it's Max Watts Sydney. It's the Coliseum tournament. You've got to have Caveman Argan Bonzerg doing it for the PWA title. And I mean, like you said, everyone is essentially going to be close to on this card either one of these nights. But it's it's the big event here in the uh, I guess Newcastle slash Central Coast Sydney area. I mean, get your bum on a seat, wrestling fans. This is the, You're not going to want to miss this. This is the pinnacle, probably the biggest night in New South Wales wrestling, uh, possibly you know, Australian wrestling. Let's yep. say. And yeah. and like I said, get your tickets online at PWA, or if you can't get there, OVO. OVO play. There's no excuses That's anymore. It. Forget about your AEWs and your WWEs. See, open up Fox. that app store yeah. and just punch in OVO. There you go. Uh, it is the leader of the Black Shirt Cool Group, Concrete Davidson. <laughs> thank you very much uh, for taking the time to have a chat, and uh, all the best. Thank you so much. Anytime. Wrestling Source Radio. Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963, Rodney Dion here, and last week, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, he was in the country doing the PR and press tour, promoting WWE Smackdown, which is going to be in the country later this month, and we were lucky enough to have friend of the show, Adam Masters, speak to the man himself, and this is how it went down. It's sexual, baby. And I want to give it all to you. Yeah, right on. I'm right here for you. I know it's going to be good to you. Well, joining me today is a very special guest. He's a former WWF European champion, former ECW champion, former WWE World Heavyweight champion. He's a member of the Hall of Fame class of 2018, and he's also the world's strongest man. Mark Henry, thank you very much for joining me. Man, I appreciate you having me, man. You are obviously retired from active competition now. What yes, do you, sir. Now? Yeah, yeah. And forever. Yeah, well, you, well, they never say never in the wrestling business, you right? You can never say never in the wrestling business, but I'm going to just say right now, it is not on my list of things to do. Well, what are you up to these days? I understand uh, your years on the road and the knowledge of being up and down the road is now helping inspire and, I guess, grow some of the younger talent on WWE's roster. Well, I, I work in, in with our talent development um, and our international marketing as I'm doing now and uh, being an ambassador for the sport with all of our charities. Uh, I stay pretty busy, but, you know, kind of, I guess my job title is radio host. You know, I have a show on Sirius XM called Busted Open. Uh, we are over here now with Sirius XM. Um, I enjoy talking about pro wrestling and evaluating the business, and I'm allowed to uh, talk about the other wrestling brands as well, but we do all, most of our features on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. I was actually going to touch on it. I'm glad you've mentioned it because obviously the Busted Open program, you're heavily involved with that. I know you've been backstage at events, conducting interviews with promoters and talent and whatnot. Have you ever seen a more exciting era or period in pro wrestling since potentially the Attitude Era? Because that's the way no. a lot of fans see it. Uh, I mean, the Attitude Era, was, it was, there was just two brands. That was WCW and, and Monday Night and, and, and WWE. Um, now you, you have the WWE, you have New Japan, you have ROH, you have Impact, you have AEW, 
MLW, MCW. Like, I mean, it's just like there's, there's so many wrestling organizations that, you know, are spawning the, the world to want to see them. Uh, there's wrestling in Africa now. There's wrestling here in Australia and Canada and Mexico with the Lucha and AAA. I mean, it's, it's just you can watch. I watch 13 hours of wrestling a week just so I could cover the wrestling news. Um, if you're a super fan of wrestling, you can actually watch about 17 hours of wrestling a week. That's a lot of wrestling. WWE's Australian talent really has had an opportunity to shine. We've seen Peyton and Billy um, really excel. We saw their success at the most recent WrestleMania, becoming the women's tag team champions. You've got Buddy Murphy, who absolutely tore it up in Melbourne at the G, um, becoming the cruiserweight champion. What do you make of the Australian talent that's currently on the main roster, and I guess the guys coming through NXT as well? I think that them having success shows that there's talent in Australia. And it's going to make for the WWE coming down here more and evaluating the future of wrestling in Australia. So um, that that would be the, the thing to most be excited about. But, like, um, even Daniel. Daniel is down in Orlando training at the Performance Center, and I keep hearing all these stories about how tough he is and, you know, how he won't quit. And, I mean, he wants to do more. And that's, that's having it halfway one. When, when you have people talking about you and your toughness and how you're getting it, and I can see this guy being really good down the road, there's nothing better than that. I just want to quickly um, venture back into your history a little bit. You were an integral member of the Nation of Domination, um, and its roots were actually born out of the USWA, which I don't think a lot of people know. Um, you guys attracted a very strong reaction from the crowd with some of the things that were going on at that time. It had a very strong geopolitical undercurrent to it. Um, did you ever kind of think, wow, do you look back at it now and go, wow, that was something that was a little bit edgy for its time, obviously being a part of the Attitude Era? Did you, do you reflect on it now, and would that sort of uh, product, would that sort of faction work in a, in a non-Attitude Era environment? I mean, it would work, but you, you couldn't do and say some of the things that we said on, on, on Raw and SmackDown during that time. Um, there was, we didn't look at it as being uh, a militant uh, organization. We looked at it as being tough guys that wanted opportunity, that weren't getting opportunity, and we were going to point in your face and tell you, hey, I'm better than him. And they go, yeah, you're better than him? Then you're wrestling him tonight. Okay, and you did business. And we showed on a night-to-night -night basis against everybody, including DX, who got went into the Hall of Fame, uh, that we were as good or better than them. And I look forward to seeing in the future uh, the nation getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. We saw the big uh, special show with uh, the Royal Reunion not too long ago and you were on stage there and um, Hulk Hogan came back as well. Um, Hulk's obviously had his kind of um, issues in the past. He's now back with in the WWE family. Um, is, are you, you had obviously spoken out about some of the remarks that were made. Are you comfortable now with Hulk's place and has he, I guess, kind of made amends on that front? Hulk has got to be comfortable with his place. It's not my cross to bear. Um, my, my thing is, is I want everybody in pro wrestling to love pro wrestling. 
it, individuals come and go. Uh, wrestling is going to be around long after we're all dead. Um, I, I think that the fans want to be happy and they want to share pro wrestling with their loved ones. And um, that's what we're trying to do. We, we, want, we want good reactions, you know, not negative ones. And uh, I'm more on the positive side of the world. So uh, me talking about negative things is a no-no. One of the uh, major stars slated for the WWE Tour is Kofi Kingston. He's the current WWE champion. Um, how do you rate his performance as, as the champion? I guess and in many ways the WWE title is what, cons what considers somebody to be the face of the company. How do you rate his run and I guess his engagement and his role at the top of the company now? He's, he's done a remarkable job and uh, people that look like him are going to be around the business for a long, long time. Just from this one run, there's little kids that see Kofi Kingston and they go, wow, I want to be like Kofi Kingston when I grow up. And I'm happy to be able to say I helped put a brick in that building. And Ron Simmons and Ernie Ladd and Booker T and The Rock and, you know, so many other wrestlers that were not champion just because they didn't have the opportunity. Not because they couldn't do it, but because there was no opportunity. And Kofi is, uh, gave opportunity. And um, it is a wonderful thing to be able to think about where wrestling has come. That, you know, Kofi Kingston will be facing Randy Orton for the world championship. And I'm, I'm just ecstatic about it. Mark, this is the part where we put the butts in the seats. WWE returns down under 70,000 people piled into the MCG last year for the Super Showdown. We're expecting big crowds in Sydney, Brisbane and Melbourne, October 21 through 23, as you mentioned. Why should fans or potential future wrestling fans come out to see this show? You know, when I, when I came here, there was a family in Los Angeles that were on the plot, flight to Melbourne with me. And they just came up and they just was ecstatic. They just couldn't believe that I was on the plane with them. And I told them, I was like, you know, well, I appreciate you, but more than just me appreciating you, you wait till you get to that arena and you feel that electricity. Like there's gonna be 15,000 people in there that feels just like you feel. And you're gonna get to see the best card that I've ever seen put together that's not on a pay-per-view. So um, coming here now and being able to, you know, see people walking down the street and walking in the hotels and eating in restaurants, like people are excited. Like there's a buzz. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the fans enjoying themselves as well as um, our guys come and try to put on a great show for them. Hard to argue with that, and I think if I do, I'll be on the receiving end of the world's strongest slam, so yeah, I won't do that. Right here. <laughs> Mark Henry, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Wrestling Source Radio. Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963, Rodney Dion here, and WWE Hell in a Cell on the WWE Network tomorrow for us Aussies. And it got me thinking about one of the best Hell in a Cell matches of all time. And if you're unaware, Hell in a Cell is essentially a big cage that surrounds the wrestling ring. And it got me thinking, 
best Hell in a Cell match of all time. Clearly, it's got to be the 1998 King of the Ring Undertaker taking on Mick Foley, Mankind. The match that essentially made Mick Foley a hardcore legend, even though he was already a hardcore legend before this match. And I thought... Just by revisiting this, it would be, uh, you know, it's a great match to watch. But I thought I would uh, have my wife watch this match and uh, give it a bit of a review or watch it. Because I thought she's complete opposite to me. She is by no stretch of the imagination a wrestling fan. Far from it. And I thought by potentially getting her to watch this match that I uh, could convert her. But uh, as you will soon find out, uh, the results, maybe not so much. As if you wouldn't just push one of them off the side. Bang, broken back and you're dead and that's the end of the match. At some point do they burst through the ceiling and then go inside? Please keep watching. See how he kind of fell through it a bit? That's because the previous match like a year or so ago, Undertaker was like body slamming and like chucking Shawn Michaels on top of it. So it's obviously weakened a little bit since the last time. Why wouldn't they have just gotten a new one? What a bunch of cheap b****s. You're telling me that's the exact same cage as last time? Mm. They just chuck it out the back and get it back in. How ridiculous. Awesome. Yeah, but he fell on basically, what, a cardboard cutout? I think it's a bit harder than that. Well, it's just convenient that that's exactly where he fell. What's he under? A mat. That's an announcing table. That's made of cardboard. Look at it. Oh, yeah, look, it probably would have hurt a bit. Just a bit. So that's the guy that like, who's like, a, was a bit of a mentor and um, a friend to Mick Foley, mankind, and said he should start on top. This guy? Yeah. He's a wrestling legend, Terry Funk. Stupid name. Is there blood at some point? Mm. A lot of it. They're not real EMTs. He's in a cop outfit. So Five Buck says they'll wheel him out and then halfway up the ramp, he's going to come running back down and then be like, huzzah! And the Undertaker's going to be all like fake surprise, like he thinks he's one after 30 seconds. Righto. Oh, there we go. Look what I say. He's off. And it just happens to be that he's off at the same time the Undertaker's coming down. <laughs> But what you'll notice is there was actually a chair. When they show a replay, there was actually a chair on the pe- on the panel that he was on. And it he actually- threw the chair. He threw a chair onto it. Yeah, yeah. But there was a, there was a chair on that particular panel that fell. As you can see now, it's in. Did the he ring. just jump down? Yeah. Did he climb down or jump down? He so he kind of climbed down. And now Terry Funky is buying him a bit of time because he's legitimately uh, knocked out. Piss off, Terry! Your time's over. Anyway, see the chair there? That chair fell down with him and hit him in the face. Probably deserved it. I think that the chair in the face is probably the least of his worries right now. You see, he just fell over because he's like, he's he's knocked out. <laughs> no, but is this proven or is this just part Yeah, he had like a legit concussion and then some. Yeah, but legit concussion's just like because nothing in the sense. you got to remember show. that ring, like, there wasn't much give in the ring. As much as there's give, not as much give as you would think. Oh, you can do a fair bit more to a human being, buddy. Oh, my God. And he's smiling. What's the point of that? I don't understand. Did you see that little white thing in his nose? 
Yeah. That's a tooth. That's not a tooth. It was a tooth. How is there a tooth in there? How is there a tooth in there and staying there? And the tooth hasn't fall and the tooth hasn't fallen out of his nose. Came, Why is there a tooth there? It came out of his mouth. How is it possible that you think a tooth jumped from his mouth into his nostril? That's not a thing. Because it got knocked out from the chair when he, when he fell down. So you're telling me that the tooth has somehow magically just stayed in his nostril, like his nostrils blue sitting in it? Yeah, because his beard. It's a piece of bloody cotton tip by the looks of it. Whacking with the metal edge, at least make the son of a bitch bleed. Some things are unexplainable. What has come over? Is the tooth still there? That's That's a tooth. It's a tooth. Is this proven? Proven. Google it. I want to see it. We'll Google it. His, his shoulder's got to be separated. Holly's tooth was visible in his nostril during the match. What a crock. <laughs> Ow. He's still a poster boy for, like, Pantene. Who? Undertaker? Yeah. What is that? What is that? Glot. Oh, that's not nice. No, I don't like that. This is his one of his signature movers. Basically put his fingers in the other guy's mouth. Fight on his fingers! That's so unhygienic. Drop him on the tax! Yes! I reckon, honest to God, that he's got some kind of padding underneath his shirt. Nail him down on the tax again, Undertaker. Yeah! <laughs> Ooh, look at them in the ass, though. Wouldn't the ass be sore? I think everything would be sore. Ooh, I don't like. I don't like that one with that's the neck because I. Yeah, I know. I know it's his tombstone. And then he RIPs with the arms. So he wins, and that's it. That's it. That match essentially took Mick Foley to a whole new, another, another level. Mick Foley didn't even do anything. Undertaker did it all. <laughs> Yeah, Mick Foley got the, the absolutely beaten to hell, literally. Yeah, good, and he's still lost because he deserves it. Is this the most brutal one ever? Yeah, I, I think so. There's been heaps of them since this one. What do you think is the most brutal, the throwing off of the side or the tax? I'd say going through the cage and falling on the ring. But what's hilarious about it is is once he's backstage, one of the producers or someone comes up to him and he just says to him, tell me it was better than Sean's. Essentially asking, was it better than the match that Sean Michaels and Undertaker had a year previous? But if you were to give that a uh, rating out of five stars, what would you give it? There's 30 minutes of my life I'm never getting back. <laughs> so what would you give it out of five stars? Like minus five. Minus five stars. Uh, love you. <laughs> um, yeah, the wife. Uh, not impressed with Mankind's and Undertaker's 1998 Hell in a Cell match. One of the best Hell in a Cell matches of all time. And that's going to wrap us up for another week here at Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963. Hit us up on all the socials. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram at Says Source. Says Source, as in tomato sauce. Yeah. And uh, after the 8 o'clock news, weather and sport headlines, going to have Tim and the Midnight Cowboys in the hot seat. And don't forget to check us out on Spotify. That's where we upload all our shows. Wrestling Source Radio.